It is Tuesday, May 10th, and this is People Every Day. Hi there, Janine Rubenstein here. I know it's finally warming up and feeling like spring out there for a lot of you, so I hope you're getting a chance to enjoy all of the darling buds of May. We've got a fresh crop of interesting stories to break down for you today, so let's just get right into it. Prince Charles made history today. By special order of his mother, Queen Elizabeth, the Prince of Wales stepped in to undertake the important duty of giving the Queen's speech at the state opening of Parliament on Tuesday. The 96-year-old Queen has gradually been reducing her in-person duties due to what a statement from Buckingham Palace referred to as mobility problems. Prince William was in attendance as his father, Charles, carried out the duty that Queen Elizabeth has done all but two times in her 70 years on the throne. Prince Charles gave an 11-minute speech outlining the administration's objects while using the phrase, Her Majesty's government, instead of my government, which is what Queen Elizabeth would have said if she delivered the speech. While the Queen's in-person duties continue to be scaled back, she appears to be in good spirits and continues to do many of her other official duties by phone or over video conference. Look, she's 96, she's been Queen for 70 years, she's earned the right to to take a step back. And I bet she's just saving some energy for next month's Platinum Jubilee celebration. In other news, celebrity chef Mario Batali has been cleared of sexual misconduct following a criminal trial that lasted less than two days. 61-year-old Batali appeared in a Boston courtroom Monday on charges of indecent battery and assault, which were brought against him after he was accused of acting inappropriately by alleged victim Natalie Tini back in 2017. Tini, who's 32, testified that Batali approached her after she captured a cell phone photo of him at a Boston bar. The Chef then reportedly invited her to take a selfie with him. Tini testified in court saying, quote, his right hand was all over my breast, all over my rear end. He was grabbing me in a way that I had never been touched before, squeezing in between my legs, squeezing me in my vagina to pull me closer. Well, during closing statements, Batali's lawyer, Anthony Fuller, portrayed Tini as an admitted liar, those are his words, who is financially motivated as she's seeking more than $50,000 in damages from Batali in a separate lawsuit and added that in her world, truth is a flexible concept. So Batali would have faced up to two and a half years in prison and would have been required to register as a sex offender if convicted. He was not. In the wake of the allegations, Batali has been out of the public eye and his restaurant group cut ties with him back in 2018. So we'll see what happens after this. And now we're moving on to the story that has been everywhere today, the wild story of the escaped inmate and the corrections officer who ran off with him has come to a sad and shocking end. The search for Vicki White and Casey White is now over. Vicki, a prison officer, and Casey, a prisoner she helped escape, were found yesterday in Evansville, Indiana. The two had a romantic relationship, and the end of their story is one that has so many people talking. Joining me now to discuss what we know is People's senior crime reporter, Chris Harris. Hey, Chris. Hey, how are you doing, Janine? I'm good. Let's just jump in here. A citizen tip led authorities to a hotel in Evansville, which is where Vicky and Casey were staying. So tell me what happened from there. They got this tip. They set up surveillance outside the hotel. They weren't sure 
if Vicky and Casey were actually in there, so they were watching the place. At some point, Vicky came out wearing a wig. We don't know what color the wig was. Earlier reports indicated that maybe she was wearing a gray wig to appear elderly. So she gets out, they recognize her, then Casey White gets out. They get into a Cadillac, which uh, we don't know where that car came from. We don't know who owns that car, but they get into a Cadillac. The surveillance team starts following them. It's customary police procedure. You follow them and then you execute the stop. We don't know if Casey and Vicky caught wind of them, if they recognized they were being tailed, but a chase ensued. It didn't last very long. The car ended up actually wrecking and, and turning over. And Casey was right there at the scene. He surrendered, was taken right into police custody. And uh, Vicky was behind the wheel. She was actually pinned inside the car. They couldn't get her out. And she was suffering what they are saying may be a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Obviously, there's going to be a huge investigation into exactly what led up to her being shot. They're going to test her hands for gunshot residue. They're going to test his hands for gunshot residue. That might reveal a lot. But ultimately, I mean, this is going to be days and days before we know what actually happened inside that car before it wrecked. Okay, so something that really stood out to me was that Casey told authorities that his, quote, wife shot herself in the head. Now, I know they have the same last name, but from what we knew, they weren't married, right? They share the same last name, White, but they were not married. Authorities were sort of reiterating that they don't think that they got married while they were on the run, or maybe that was just his nickname for her, but that is what he told police. He said that my wife shot herself in the head and immediately said, no, I, I had nothing to do with this. She shot herself, which is what I would say if I shot someone in the head. Yeah, and he's had a very gruesome, horrific history when you were first on the show talking about this, multiple women victims. And just to remind folks, he's tried to escape this same prison before? Yeah, that's right. In 2020, when he was first arrested uh, and taken into custody, he tried to escape the jail where he ended up walking right out of. They transferred him to a state prison for a little while before transferring him back. And while he was in state prison, this Vicky White actually went to visit him. So that's how we know they had this long relationship that goes back to 2020, really. Now that he's in custody, I guess I'm wondering what's next. He was arrested for two counts of murder in 2020. Do you know how this plays out when it's already a prisoner? I don't know exactly what the statute in Alabama is, but if you escape prison, that's a criminal offense. So he will be charged in some way with escape or he might be charged with evading authorities because he did go on the run. This guy's not getting out of jail anytime soon unless he escapes again. They might end up charging him with something related to Vicki White's death. At the end of the day, they might find out that it was him who shot her in the head. Who, Like, who knows? Right now, he hasn't been charged with anything additionally, but he's definitely going to be charged with more crimes. That's not even a question. Well, we will definitely be keeping an eye on this story. Chris, thank you for stopping by. Of course, anytime. Is Wendy Williams broke? The daytime talk show host recently gave an interview where she opened up about her financial status and in true Wendy Williams fashion, left us guessing about what's really going on. So coming up, we break it all down for you. But first, we have to talk about the story behind Kim Kardashian being gifted a clipping of Marilyn Monroe's hair. And apparently, the blonde lock Kim received might be fake. It's so funny and weird and very Kardashian in a way. We absolutely have to talk about it right after the break. Thank you. 
We are back. As we've talked about several times on the show, Kim Kardashian floored the crowd at the Met Gala last Monday, donning Marilyn Monroe's timeless, bejeweled gown. Ripley's Believe It or Not loaned Kim K the dress and gifted her a lock of Monroe's iconic, famous blonde hair. Kim was over the moon. But now get this, it might not be real. In a post to Instagram, Marilyn Monroe historian Scott Fortner claims that the hair Ripley's provided Kardashian is fake and that he has the receipts to prove it. News alert. Marilyn Monroe hair gifted to Kardashian by Ripley's is fake, Fortner wrote in his Instagram post yesterday. He shared a screenshot from Ripley's website featuring a photo of another lock of Monroe's hair that was displayed in Kardashian's Met Gala dressing room. Although the post has since been updated, Ripley's originally claimed the hair was cut from Monroe's head by her stylist, Robert Champion, ahead of her iconic Madison Square Garden performance. There's only one problem, Fortner claims. Champion did not style Monroe's hair that night. A rep for Ripley's told people that the lock gifted to Kardashian was in fact authentic and not the same hair displayed in her dressing room. This clipping was authenticated by John Reznikoff, one of the most respected and trusted experts in the field of hair collecting. (laughs) I mean, it's a little weird to receive a piece of someone's hair as a gift in the first place, right? But maybe it's even weirder (laughs) if it's fake. I don't know, you guys. But either way, it's making headlines, and that's exactly what both of those ladies were made for, right? Still, the Maryland historians are not pleased. As someone who covered Wendy Williams for so many years, I am always rooting for her health and success. And I, like so many others, am curious about what is happening with her these days following the announcement weeks back that she would not be returning to her show and that Sherry Shepard's new show would essentially be taking its place. We had not seen or heard much from Wendy lately, but she just did an interview with her friend, rapper and host Fat Joe, on his Instagram Live. Fans might recall he guest hosted the Wendy Williams show from time to time. So joining me now to discuss it all is people's Charlotte Triggs. Hey, Charlotte. Hey, Janine. How you doing? Good. Let's just dig into some of the things that she herself has to say. Right off the bat in this interview, Fat Joe asked Wendy to clear up some rumors about what is wrong with her. In asking to correct people on rumors of Alzheimer's, Wendy responded instead saying she had money problems. Let's just say I know what kind of money I have. Unfortunately, I only have $2 and nothing else. Everything is um, frozen. And then in a follow-up question, Joe asks, how are you paying your bills? And she responded like this. Well, I know some people who give me money to, for things like if I want the essential things, like um, I want to go out to a restaurant or I want to come over to your place, you know, uh, or I want to go over to whoever. You know what I'm saying? So, Charlotte, I feel like there is a lot to talk about from these two clips alone. What are your thoughts here? So, this past year, we know that there has been a lot happening with Wendy Williams. But it's always a question of whose agenda are we really hearing? Are we really hearing, like, what's actually going on? She had, for a while, Howard Bragman doing her PR. He's this very, very famous crisis publicist. Then, at some point, she put this weird comment on her Instagram saying, Howard, you don't speak for me. Howard even responded and said, this is not written by my friend Wendy. And it's like there's this idea that her son is speaking for her or having her say things publicly. 
that have maybe a different agenda. And then there was this sketchy situation with her bank. It had to do with her son wanting to like have access to her bank account on her behalf. But then Wells Fargo thought that that was not safe. So the fact that there's money problems here, I think it's access to her money problems. And the bank has actually intervened to like literally shut down access to these funds. We know that this is a woman of means and a woman who's got more than those $2 to her name. None of this is making sense. And it's very mysterious. It's so mysterious. But Charlotte, take us into just some of the background up to this point of what's been reported before on why she is not on the show. Like, what has the show said? What has, at least at that time, her team said about why there is no Wendy Williams show right now? She's somebody who's been a survivor in so many ways. Like, she has been to rehab and overcome a dependency on alcohol. She has battled Graves' disease, and she has been somebody who's able to manage it and live with it. There's all these various factors and a kind of a confluence of potential factors here where we don't know exactly what this condition was that necessitated her taking a break from her show. But we know that it was serious enough that she was not able to be dependably there to host a daily talk show, the production company had to bring in Sherry Shepard in order to kind of like step in and fill this out. There's November sweeps where like, you know, how many people are tuning in and that depends on how many ad dollars you're going to get. February sweeps, which she missed. And her her rep at the time, Howard Bragman, he said, listen, we're, we're realistic. She understands if you're an advertiser and if you're a network, you have to know what you're buying, what you're putting on your schedule. Why she ended up without a show it's not because Sherry Shepard was pulling in all about Eve and like waiting in the wings to steal her show. The, she wasn't able to commit to what they needed and therefore the show is no more. And and there is a health element. But all they say all that to say she has gotten out. She was seen out and about with Jason Lee at an after party for the Met Gala. And this is really the first event where we saw her, you know, back on her feet, out and about. But in the interview with Fat Joe, she says that she has plans to get out there even more and return to the show. I mean, it's very unclear what that could mean, right? Going back as far as when they were announcing the Sherry news, she was saying like, I'm, I want to come back. Like, I want to work. But I suppose there's a distinction between like, okay, that is my intention. That's what I want to do. That's the goal. And what are the practicalities of actually executing it? And what are the health issues that are at the root here? Because we have to remember that all of these, like when you get into these big money deals, people want insurance on the star too. Yeah. They're not going to flip a coin and take a chance on somebody if they don't know that you can make it through the season. For sure. So as much as we are happy to have seen her, we are still wondering exactly what she's battling and how she's feeling, who has frozen her money and why, and when will we ever see her on a TV show again? We still don't have any of those answers, but thank you, Charlotte, for just helping to try to like sift through whatever we just got. Thanks so much, Janine. Now, this last story I'm leaving you with really hits close to home. There have been a lot of rumors floating around out there about President Joe Biden passing legislation to forgive student debt, which, as someone who's got some grad school loans still floating around out there accumulating, all I can say is please, 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 and thank you. Now, the 2022 class of Texas-based Wiley College won't have to worry about lugging around their debt. During this year's graduation ceremony, their school president, 
Herman J. Felton shared some news with the grads that made them literally stand up and cheer. An anonymous donor covered the class's outstanding loan balance to the university, which was just a little over $300,000. Now, hearing their president deliver the news and their reaction is definitely something to make you smile. You do not owe the college a penny. If you have a balance, you had a balance. You no longer have a balance. I am just so happy, read jealous of them. <laughs> just saying, if there are any more anonymous donors out there, hi, I'm Janine, and I'm ready to be your friend. But seriously, what a huge relief for those students and their families. That's just so amazing for them. Well, thank you all for joining us again today. We'll be back here again tomorrow for our Wednesday episode of People Every Day.